This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Your suffering is in vain. Your suffering has no purpose. Your life has no goals. You're going to make money one day and the money is going to go off in a yard sale somewhere. All your prized possessions, there's going to be a $2 sticker in a yard sale in Eagle. What kind of a life is that? The gospel is this. Jesus suffered. Jesus suffered so that your suffering today will make sense. Jesus suffered so that when you suffer today, it's not for you to earn your salvation, but you have the joy of the hope in this life, even with the pain and through the pain, because you've tasted the eternal joy that is before you. You've tasted and seen the nearness of God that you get to have even now in the dark nights, in the stormy nights, when the clouds don't go away. He gives you healing. He gives you the peace of mind to walk through the lonely, dark roads, knowing that there's a home prepared for you, a comfortable bed. And while you go through it, He's not just on the phone talking to you. He's right there navigating through, navigating through, navigating through, working miracles in your life. You see, the gospel... Is not earn the gospel, by the way, means good news. And if it's, it will be good news if you have to earn your way home. The gospel is there is a home for you yes. if you let Jesus in your life. Amen. He will navigate you through the roadblocks, He will navigate you through all the crazy accidents, head on collisions, California drivers. <laughs> he will navigate you through and He'll give you purpose in this life, He'll forgive you of all your sins. David knew that in God's hands, even his suffering made sense. And if you're not a believer, your suffering would not make sense. David says in Psalm 119, it's a very long psalm, verse 107, he says, I've suffered much, O Lord. Restore my life again as you promised. How do you know God's promises? Because he was pondering on God's word. As you promised, he's taking God's word and lifting it up to prayer, in prayer, in his meditation. He says, Lord, accept my offering of praise and teach me your regulations. My life constantly hangs in the balance. I don't know how many of you guys feel that way. My life is constantly in the balance, Lord. But look at him. He says, I will not stop obeying your instructions. In other words, I will not stop pondering your word. I will not stop staying in your word. The wicked have set their traps for me, but I will not turn from your commandments. Your laws are my treasure. They are my heart's delight. Kind of David's favorite word, isn't it? When he talks about God's word, it's his delight. I'm determined to keep your decree to the very end. Praying through scriptures in meditation is not to remind God what he has promised, but for you to remind your spirit and your soul of who you've trusted. Even in hard times, keep praying through scriptures. Same Psalm, verse 71, he says, it's good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. That's how beautiful it is when you begin to meditate on God's word and it begins to shake you and sift you and you see the promises of God not lining up with your current circumstances. You turn it to God in prayer and he begins to speak to you. And when God speaks to you, and this is a question I get asked quite a bit, how do I know when it's God speaking to me? How do I know this is God's voice? Oftentimes people are looking at the sky and looking to other preachers and prophets for God to speak to them, reading a book, you know, listening to a podcast, listening to a preacher, not that any of those things are necessarily wrong. But even tonight, God's going to speak to you. One of the clearest ways that God will speak to you is when God begins to give you peace in the midst of the storm. 
you're crying out to God over something, and God begins to give you peace. I'll give you a story of my own life this week. My oldest son, he's going to turn 12, and I've been looking at him, and they're almost as tall as me, and, you know, because they're brown kids, they start growing a mustache very soon. And soon these boys are going to start looking older than me, man. It's kind of crazy, you know? People are going to start thinking that we're brothers. And, and as I'm looking at them, and they're strong, and all of a sudden, I'm like, Lord, it was easier when I had babies and not teenagers. You ever feel that way, parents, when you look at your kids and you're like, I liked it better when they were babies because they listened to me. They wore the clothes that I told them look good on them, and now they're like, no, nah, I don't want that. Now I want what's over there. And shoes cost 50 bucks. I'm, like, I'm not going to get you that. And all of a sudden, there's this fear. Because when I was a teenager, I wasn't very easy to handle and manage. And so I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm looking at them, and I'm praying. And I remember God's promises. Once again, I'm helping you see how I apply what I'm telling you in my own life. I remember that God has a calling on my life to be a dad. He gifted me five beautiful children. Children are a blessing from the Lord. Do you believe that? And so I said, Lord, you called me, you called me, and now my current circumstance, it's frightening me when I think of your promises. Your promises say that you'll, you'll teach me, you'll walk with me, you'll help me parent well. But when I look at my current circumstance, it's starting to frighten me, Lord. I've never been down this road before. And it's so beautiful because God began to talk to me about how to deal with certain things going on in my own family, to be able to make some changes to be able to change the way we pray at night with the kids, to have a conversation with my son that I had to have. How does God answer prayer? He doesn't give you audible, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. But as I'm reading God's word, God began to bring me peace and say, that's what I need to do in my son's life. In the shower, I have a notepad. It's waterproof. You can get it on Amazon. <laughs> and oftentimes, most of my sermons come in the shower. because I spend time in God's word, and then as I'm getting ready to do it, I'm praying through it. And then I'm like, okay, Lord, you're speaking to me. Thank you. And I'm telling you, if you're married, as husband and wife, do your homework for you, man. If you want this year to be different in your meditation, pray individually, but also pray together. One of the sure ways that God will speak to you is when God says the same thing. And I'm telling you, you'll be a bond so strong that nobody will be able to break it. Because God will be telling you one thing, and God will tell your spouse the same thing. And you'll high-five and say, we can get through the storm because God is with us. He's speaking to us. He is guiding us. And it'll be fantastic. Your parenting will change. The way you deal with your finances will change. The way you come to God's Word, you'll be hungry to spend time in God's Word. David says in Psalm 119, verse 71, it's good for me that I was afflicted. Even in your hard times, go to God, and He will even use your suffering to be able to teach you how He's speaking to you. Peace in your storm. Verse 97 says, Oh, how I love your law. It's my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies. How does God speak to you? He'll make you wise. He'll show you the plans of the enemy. Man, it's beautiful when God speaks to you that way. For it is ever with me. I have more understanding. How does God speak to you? He gives you understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged for I keep your precepts. Don't be surprised as you spend time in meditation and you go to work and there's a huge problem and nobody has the answer. And all of a sudden, you're smiling to yourself. And you're like, that's your problem? I can figure it out. Don't be surprised when all of a sudden there's a huge you know, family turmoil, crisis, and you're spending time in God's presence. God tells you how to deal with it. Amen. It's fantastic. If you think back on last year and the way we've been having to lead this church, when God walked us through uncertain seasons, 
I didn't go read a book, man. I mean, I read the Bible. I didn't go read a book on church planting and how to grow your church and how to do this and how to do that. A lot of people had suggestions on how we can, you know, kind of weather the storm. But God gave me insight. God gave me wisdom. It's not because I'm a wise guy. It's because I worship a very smart God. So don't forget, meditation is pondering on God's word. Meditation is praying through God's word. And God will begin to speak to you. But watch out that as you begin to apply this in your life, please watch out for people's personal convictions. Okay? Watch out for people's personal convictions that become your commands. When God begins to speak to you, oftentimes He will ask you to do things. He will lead you in ways and directions that doesn't fit other people's convictions. Please track with me tonight. This is important. Even as believers, as Christians, we've gotten, we've have, we have a mental illness. Christians today, we have a, a very serious mental illness. We've lied so much to ourselves that our lies have become truth. Okay? There are blind people who say they see. Now, I'm not talking about physically blind. There are spiritually blind people who say that they see. And there are other blind people who applaud them. And so we believe their lies saying that these people actually see. There are people who are liars in the world who lie so much that they believe their lies. And many Christians have become like that. And many of you have been believing lies years after year after year after year after year because you've not pondered God's word. You've not prayed through God's word. And God has not spoken to you. Man has been talking to you. And man is pulling his words from some gutter somewhere, not from the presence of God. I saw a picture years ago of blind people in a tunnel screaming out things, acting like they've seen something. And there was one guy who saw who's quite sitting in a tunnel, and God said, that's you. And you need to confront the, the noise in this tunnel of blind people screaming as if they've seen something. And it's a very tough call. And your family, it's going to be a tough call when God begins to lead you and guide you. When God calls you to take a stand, it's going to be a very tough thing for you to do. Be careful that other people's personal convictions do not become your commands from God. You take it to God and ask God, is this what you want me to do, Lord? Is that what you're calling me to do, Lord? People will invite you here and there, man. In the book of Nehemiah, we'll see this next week. They invite them to the temple to talk. And God said, Nehemiah, don't go because they're wanting to kill you. There are many people who don't want to stab you, but they want to kill your passion. They want to kill your drive. They want to kill what God has begun in you. Be very careful. Don't let other people's personal convictions become your commands from God. You take everything to God and say, God, is this what you want from me? So here's a personal application for you in how we apply this. So as you begin to read, you ask those three questions. Lord, what do I learn about who you are? What do I learn about who I am? How can I be more who you're wanting me to be? And then as you begin to pray, these are the three things that I'd like for you to begin to apply. Again, my personal convictions not commands from God. These are suggestions for you to begin to, to start meditating well in God's presence. Ask yourself, do you see areas where you need to grow, repent, or learn? As you read the scriptures, as you begin to ask those questions, do I see areas in my life where I need to grow? For me, I need to grow. Those three things in the book of Ephesians, I need to grow. Other things I need to repent from. I need to repent from being whatever it is. Do I need to learn? Don't need to learn what it means to walk in the Spirit, whatever it is. The second thing is, immediately take it to God in prayer. Lord, help me. If you don't take it to God immediately in prayer, the enemy will seep in, he will fly in and have you work on it in your own flesh. 
And that's when a lot of people turn into hypocrites because they've not taken to God in prayer. You don't have humility, but you act humble. You don't have love, but you act loving. Take it to God in prayer. And then the third thing is, what is God telling you to do about the situations in your life? So immediately in that very day, God will say, hey, you read this in my word. Now I want you to go apply it this way. And you begin to walk in a very practical, practical walk with God. Not just what some pastor told you, but what God is telling you every single day. As you ponder and pray, and you walk in this way, I have to tell you that I guarantee you this on everything that I own, there will be a difference in your life. Every day you sit in His presence, His Word begins to speak to you, you begin to talk to Him, He gives you directions on what to do. Don't be surprised, and I mean this, don't be surprised if you start seeing miracles happening all around you. Don't be surprised if, as you leave your home, and you go and God says, man, you need to go repent to your boss because you were a total jerk. And you go there with tears in his office and say, I'm so sorry, man. He's not, a, not, a, not even a believer. And you begin to cry and you say, God, begin to convict me. I need to apologize to you. I've not been very kind to you. Don't be surprised if he starts crying and pouring out his heart and asking you to pray for him. I'm telling you, one of the reasons why we don't see personal revival in our lives is because we've not been spending time meditating, pondering on his word, praying through his word. But when you begin to live that way, you're beginning to see a tremendous shift in your life massive shift in your life. And what happens when you begin to see this tremendous shift, when you begin to see God move? Can you imagine what it would look like when you begin to see God just totally be the boss of your life, guiding you in every step of the way? Can you imagine what it would be like? I mean, lately this year, I've even been asking God before I eat, God, should I even eat this? I know it's lunchtime, but do you want me to eat it? And God's been walking me through a season of just fasting and being with Him, and it's fantastic. I haven't eaten anything all day today. And I'm not here preaching because I have rock stars energy. It's the Holy Ghost in me, man. And when God begins to walk you that way, God, what clothes should I wear today, God? What are you calling me to speak? And I'm not even joking. Some people laugh at that and be like, oh, God doesn't talk. No, he, God loves talking to his creation. And when you begin to walk that way, ask my wife, every time we go out, I'm like, babe, get ready. We need to go we need, because God has something. And there's a person waiting over there to talk about something going on in their life. All of a sudden, you turn around, there's a person crying over here and being like, can I talk to you? At the DMV, of all places, at the DMV, God begins to move. When you begin to walk in this intimacy with Christ, and I, I'm, I'm jealous for each and every one of you to have this, man. I don't want to be like what Joel stands up and talks about what God is doing. I'm, no, I'm going to quit if that's, that's what it's going to be. I need you guys too to start walking in this, to begin to apply this, and for God to start moving in such powerful ways in your life. And if He is already, praise the Lord even more this year. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store. 